Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumphant healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors and we hope you will join us. Welcome back. Oh, I'm super excited about you being here today, everybody, to listen to this because I've always had so much respect for this man. I've heard Maurice Harker talk so highly of this man that's part of this episode. And as you know, I've seen a picture of him, I've read his bio on the coach's page at Life Changing Services. I understand what his role is here at Life Changing Services, that he leads the Sons of Sacrifice group. And I'll, I know that many of you are thinking, what is that? Some of you don't even know. What is that? You have something called the Sons of Sacrifice, but I am just so excited. I got to meet Warren Bittner, the director the facilitator of the Sons of Sacrifice group. And it is a group specifically like Men of Moroni, but different than Men of Moroni in that it's a really powerful, safe, and awesome place for men who experience same-sex attraction to apply all these principles at life-changing services that we find in the Like Dragons Do They Fight book. But because Warren is a lead guy, that's what I noticed when I met him in person. I recently got to say, there you are in real life. So, oh, Warren, will you just tell everybody one of the things he said, man, there's a lot to talk about because he's not a little chicken here. We're just He's got lots to talk about, and I'm excited, even if we have to do two episodes, to, to hear your story to, and to understand more what the Sons of Sacrifice group is and why it's so beneficial. So people out there who love somebody and can share the resource and understand so much better the things that they are loving that they are trying to understand so yeah and I gotta tell you I'm just a little nervous because I'm noticing as I'm talking about this I'm like did I say that right there's some sensitivity inside of me that's like did I say that right because I hope I said that right there's some right ways to say things tell us about you and what you like to do on Mondays or something well, my name is Warren Bittner. I have been working with Maurice for several years now to get the Sons of Sacrifice program up and running. We started 18 months ago, and we're going strong. Maurice uh, came to me quite out of the blue, as far as I was concerned, and said that he wanted me to work with him to come up with a program to help men with same-sex attraction in the LGBTQ community have the resources that life-changing services has to offer. 
And as we got into it, I realized that I have had a lifetime of experience to help me prepare for the Sons of Sacrifice program. I started with Maurice. He invited me to come and watch him run meetings. And so I would go in on Thursday afternoons and watch him run Sons of Helaman meetings just to see what the format was, how he interacted with the young men. And I did that on a fairly regular basis, off and on for more than a year, and learned a great deal. And then I started, all during that time, was trying to wrap my head around, what do I do to set up a similar program that's going to work for men with same-sex attraction? And as we got into it, I realized that I needed to make some substantive changes in the program. I told Maurice that I wanted a free hand, and I was so impressed with how quickly he said, you've got it. And so I run everything past Maurice that we do in the program so that I'm not blindsiding him. But the format is different than Sons of Helaman or Men of Moroni in that we spend the second half of our time together. The first half is is anyone that attends Men of Moroni would recognize with the lessons and the questions and the lost battle analyses and etc. The second half of our meeting they wouldn't recognize at all. It's where we get into male bonding training. We, we talk about masculinity. We talk about uh, friendship. We're talking about support teams. We're getting in more to feelings and expressing feelings than some men may be accustomed to doing, but we've got a good team going. Right now, we've got two meetings for Sons of Sacrifice, and we're growing quickly enough that before too many months, we'll be dividing again and have a third meeting going. We've got a broad variety of men who attend. Our youngest man is 22, recently returned from his mission. And our oldest man is, I don't know his exact age, but he's about 70. And so we have about a 50-year age range in the men who attend. And every life experience We have one man who left the church and was out in the gay world, for lack of a better term, for almost 40 years before God started bringing him back to the church. And now he's excited to be learning about the gospel. And he was essentially married to a man for about 15 years. And so he's had a range of experiences that most of the other men haven't had. About half the men in the group are married, and about half the men are not. But every educational level, income bracket, and all 
they come from all over the place. We have men from California, Las Vegas, the Seattle area, Houston, Atlanta, Wisconsin, and we've got a new man who's joined us recently from the Netherlands who calls in at the, wow. in the middle of the night. So mm-hmm. we've got a good program going. That's just a rough outline of what the Sons of Sacrifice program is. Now, did that feel like coming to a fire hydrant for a drink of water, or did you want me to give you more? (laughs) No, that was really awesome. It does make me wonder, when you first started the Sons of Sacrifice, and you said, can you give me a a free reign, did you have people in the program who had enlisted and then said, okay, okay, so that's my question is, did you think someone would come? Well, I knew men would come, but I had for the last 30 years, I have been having experiences in a wide variety of men's groups that covered pornography addiction, sexual addiction, but also groups that were just men, brotherhood, you know, beat, beat drums, uh, pound on your chest kind of that's not literal but that's the the type of men group that I've been involved in and as I looked at Sons of Sacrifice I realized that I wanted to take part of what I had gained from this broad spectrum of men's experience and bring it into the group setting Wow. And I tried, <laughs> it, it was difficult talking with Maurice because he hadn't attended any of those groups. He'd never heard of any of those groups. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to I take some of mankind project type interactions and bring them in. And I, I'd get this blank stare from Maurice. And finally it was, okay, Maurice, you got to trust me on this. And yeah. he, he paid me the ultimate compliment of saying, okay, I'll trust you. You do what you think these men will benefit from. Wow. And you know, where I mentioned, I got to hug Warren and meet him in person for the first time at the North Star Conference, and I arrived there not realizing that you, along with Maurice and a panel of the men in the Sons of Sacrifice group, were going to present at the North Star Conference. And I was so impressed with something Maurice said, and it was really neat because I hadn't seen that level of ferocity and commitment and like warrior chemistry like this is coming from my very toes out of my soul and to the room through my mouth, what he did in that room. I hadn't seen him do that for years. Like I hadn't felt that from him for years, like in a meeting. And so I was so moved and so excited because I, I love that feeling of, you know what we know, we know who God is. And we know who we are. And there's something super important that needs to be realized here. But what he said goes along with what you just mentioned, that there's different expertise, a different experience that you wanted to add 
to this Sons of Sacrifice group. And I can't repeat exactly what he said. So I'm going to say it in a Karen way, but he said, he said, he said, this is not about sexual self-mastery. That's not what we're talking about here. Sexual self-mastery is just in the way. And then he said, what we're really talking about here is you, your gifts on this planet. The fact that you as men on this planet can do things that me as a man can never do in a ever, even if I tried, I could not do what you do on this planet. Like there's a reason why it's the sexual self mastery. It's the obstacle. It's we're just trying to get past that. That's just a little thing. What we're really trying to get to is how much we need you to arrive arrive with here's who we are and this is the gifts we bring and this is why god sent us here with these gifts to change the planet it, it, he stated it very beautifully right? and what what you just expressed was what maurice has said from the get-go Part of my fear in meeting with you to talk about a group for same-sex attraction is that people will think, oh, this is the old reparative therapy model where they do bonding with men and then it's going to cure them of all the attractions mm -hmm. that they have and they're not going to be gay or bisexual anymore. Okay. And that is absolutely not our approach that we take. We take the approach that our sexuality is really a gift from God, and nothing we do is going to change it. If I'm attracted to men, I'm going to be attracted to men. If I'm bisexual, I'm going to be bisexual, and that I can't pray to change that. I can't work to change that. I can't have powerful experiences with men that are going to change that. But I don't need to be apologetic about it. I don't need to be embarrassed about it. And Maurice's point was that the gay men of the church have gifts and talents and things in their life that the church needs. The church needs desperately. And up to this point, there's been so oftentimes men in fear of talking about their sexuality or admitting what their sexuality is. But I have known eight different gay men who are bishops. I've known men who are stake presidents. There is a former mission president who's out and out there helping men. And this isn't a, a, a stereotype of men with these gifts have only a certain type of talent they want to give. They fill a as broad a spectrum as the church needs, these men have talents and abilities that can be put to use and be of benefit and are of benefit to every ward and stake in the church. So many times, as I say, the men haven't been felt comfortable 
or uh, perhaps in many cases, it's they haven't felt the need of sharing their sexuality. But some of them have felt very repressed about that because they, they still feel like, well, if anybody knew, then I'd be released from my callings. I wouldn't have friends. Hopefully, we're getting past that stereotype. But I still meet some who are, are in there. But uh, yeah, when you say Maurice really got on the soapbox and talked about the, the gifts that uh, gay men have, he, he really went to town for us. Yeah, that was so moving. I just, yeah, welling with tears and feeling like I wanted to stand up and say, yes, that is so cool. I just, amen, I felt that. Like that was the spirit. It was so cool. Yeah, well, so Warren, I'm just wanting to just cover this for people, just because there'll be people listening to this that will... You know, they'll kind of feel like I felt when I said at the very beginning of the meeting, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. Like, I have to say, one of the greatest gifts I gave myself over the last probably almost two years that has just helped me to level up in my understanding more about who I am, who the Savior is, what Heavenly Father's plan is. And how beloved everybody is just like they hit the planet. Like they, it's just, it's all meant to be, but it was just so incredibly healing and informative and increased my level of understanding in places I didn't even realize needed to be healed to just and myself. Yeah. Go what ahead. was it that did that? Oh, thank you. <laughs> right. But it was, it was this. I am going to be more of a educated, supporting, I can meet you where you at, where you're at kind of support for moms, because there are lots of moms who come into Mothers Who Know, which is the program that I direct here at Life Genie Services. And, oh, they're so amazing. And they're trying to make sense of a son or a daughter who is trying to, to decide their sexuality, how to express what they identify as, what they're doing in that whole spectrum of the LGBTQ. And it's so painful if you didn't see it coming or painful if you wondered if it was coming and hoped it wouldn't, like moms get in this place of, oh, wow, we were just thinking maybe that was that. But now it's it's, it is, it's what, it, it's what we're dealing with and we're trying to understand it. So I just, what I did now I'm getting to the point. What I did was I thought I'm going to listen to all of these LDS authors books. I'm going to listen to all the audiobooks, And I'm also going to find as many of these podcasts that I can. The first one I listened to was the one that the leading saints series that they had on same sex attraction and the LGBTQ communities, uh, community. I just was so, so moved 
constantly like it was just so awesome like yeah I just found several podcasts I love books that I listen to and yeah I have an experience actually years ago Warren and I know I'm talking too much this is not my interview this is your interview (laughs) but I had an experience years ago we were sitting in staff meeting and we got a phone call and we, we were in our small, older office over there in Farmington, and we got a phone call. It was the end of the day, like almost five o'clock, and this panicked man who was connected to North Star was having a garden barbecue party in his backyard with several other couples who were married. All of them, one of the partners had was experiencing same-sex attraction. Is that how you say that? Did I say that right? That's, that's, that's good. Okay. Anyway, so they were, and they needed a speaker because the speaker they had for that night, like within two hours from that very minute had canceled (laughs) and, and they had our magnet, the one that says, well, it's right here. And you people who are listening can't see it, but it's this little, you know, that saying that that was their theme. They'd had it all year, this magnet, but they fought for their lives and for their wives and for their children. Therefore, they exerted themselves and like dragons did they fight. So that's why they called us to say, is there anybody there that can speak at this fireside for us? Because we have about 30 to 40 people coming to dinner in our yard. And then we had this speaker. So since we love your magnet, could you come talk to us? And everybody, everybody looked at us like, they just kind of opened it up anybody want to do this and so I just felt like moved to do it so I said I guess I'll do it and so anyway it was I didn't really understand what North Star was I had no idea what kind of gathering it was at all and so I left the meeting I talked to the gentleman who called and he explained to me now you need to understand I'm going to be very blunt this is what what this gathering is. It's covenant keeping Latter-day Saints who experience same-sex attraction, but we are, we're all married. And so, you know, we're just getting together and we are having this, this speaker. And so we want you to just talk about your magnet. And so I brought my husband with me and it was one of the most powerful moving experiences I have ever had presenting anywhere ever and it wasn't because I did a good job it was because the spirit that was there and who they were it was just powerful like it just moved me so much that I just knew there's something something I don't know that I need to know I'm glad you shared that experience. It's my experience as well as I work with these men, because it takes a different caliber of man to have a testimony of the Lord and a testimony of his church, and then to have feelings of acting sexually outside of the covenants they have made and who decide to keep their covenants anyway. Mm. There is a level of sacrifice there that is 
required, and thus the name Sons of Sacrifice. And they are, in, in my program, they are powerful men who carry the spirit of God with them. And I'm going to take a quick moment here and look up the verse where the name of our program, Sons of Sacrifice, comes from. You read the verse where the name of the book that we use comes from, but it's from Doctrine and Covenants, section 132, verse 15. And it says, Behold, I have seen your sacrifices and will forgive all your sins. I have seen your sacrifices in obedience to that which I have told you. Go therefore, and I make a way for your escape, as I accepted the offering of Abraham of his son Isaac. Oh my goodness, that's powerful. It takes a an unusual degree of determination to oh. make the decision that despite personal desires and inclinations, I'm going to keep my covenants with God anyway because I have a testimony and know that they are true. And these men struggle. These men have a very difficult time. And we talk very bluntly about the struggles that we go through, because frankly, it's, I think it's just a different level of struggle than men go through who are coming into men of Moroni and have some behavioral problems. And ours men, yes, have behavioral, but it's also a mindset. And I won't use the word problem, I'll use the word challenge. But you touched on something. You went to that fireside mm -hmm. and you experienced firsthand the power of the spirit that those men carried with them. And as you spoke, apparently some synergy happened that you felt a connection with them. So that's part of my message to the moms and the dads out there and to the men and women themselves mm -hmm. is that don't look at a son or daughter who comes out as LGBTQ as if some terrible thing has happened. Mm -hmm. Rejoice and be exceeding glad because it's something wonderful. Even if they struggle, even if they leave the church, there is something wonderful going on as God is trying their souls. And I, I often think about the woman with the issue of blood that reaches forth her hand and touches the hem of the Savior's garment there in the gospel. And I think the thing that that woman did not know, she had for a dozen years spent all of her living on doctors trying to find cures. Mm -hmm. 
And it wasn't until that moment that she had contact with the Savior and she was healed. Now her story has been touching the hearts of people who have heard it for two millennia. The thing that we forget is that she had to suffer for 12 years, not knowing the outcome, not knowing if she would ever be healed, discouraged that there would ever be an answer, spending all of the resources she had and still coming up empty-handed. And she had to go through all of that or we would not have the marvelous experience we have as we read the story. All of us in our trials and our tests in life are the same way. And I think that the challenges brought by having same-sex attraction also bring blessings, blessings that may not be apparent initially, blessings that may not be seen even in this life, but there are blessings for having experienced it. And yeah, there are some powerful men and women out there who are going through some difficult challenges with their, with their attractions. And I don't need to second guess God or to plead with him to change things that are not going to be changed. I've learned to have trust in the process, have trust that God knows what he's doing when he allows one of his sons or daughters to have LGBTQ issues. He does it because he knows that there are blessings that that individual needs from that experience that aren't going to come in any other way. Yes. And I mean, I'm just thinking of how that two-year experience of of saying, I'm purposely taking a deep dive into understanding this so much more and um, of course, I don't understand it as a mom who's, you know, has a child. And that's what I was trying to think is, how can I meet her more where she's at? Like, how can I be a better, more understanding, more helpful resource to meet her where she's at in that pain that she feels, but also receive a witness from the spirit that of what you just said as I listened and learned of that, yeah, not only did God, you just mentioned God needing to, or God giving this experience, you know, with our challenges, that there's with great sacrifice, there's, you know, this go to the very edge of the cliff right? Like go to the very edge of the cliff and try not to fall off the edge. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on and it is so incredible to me to notice that I've learned so much. 
as someone that's watching someone go to the edge of the cliff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And then watching them jump off. I look at this man that I mentioned who was out of the church for almost 40 years and had little or no contact with the church and now has come back. And he is blessing the lives of men and women in so many ways, in just the quiet way that he lives his life. And I think he is a much more powerful instrument in God's hands because of being out of the church than he possibly would have been had he not left because he he feels this need to make up for lost time. And he also feels that he has an experience that will lift and inspire others as he bears testimony of what it's like coming out of the darkness and into the light. If he had not been in the darkness, he could not tell about coming back to the light. So with our Sons of Sacrifice group, we take men wherever they are on that path. If, if they are walking toward the darkness and not sure that that's what they want to do, they're welcome in our program. If they've been in the darkness and are trying to come back, we welcome them in the program. If they're in the darkness now and they're just struggling because of the difficulty of being where they are, we welcome them in the program. Now, the majority of the men just live quiet lives in their wards. They don't tell anyone. They don't share what they're struggling with. They just quietly live their lives the best they can. And we welcome them into our program. Mm -hmm. We have men serving in bishoprics. We have men serving in elders quorum presidencies. We have men serving as ward librarian. We've got a, such a broad variety of men in our program, but all of them trying to find God and trying to find how to live a better, more authentic life with God, given the situation that they have, accepting the things they cannot change, and serenity prayer, the, the wisdom to know what they can change and what they can't. Wow. To be where you're at is such... A powerful place because it's where the savior can come and just help you right i just know from my own personal experience of just me being a messy girl making mistakes trying again doing it again until i can identify authentically this is right where i'm at this is just really where i'm at then ah, that's when the savior's like oh good how about if we just meet each other finally? <laughs> and I, after, you know, I went for years 
with a an on again off again pornography addiction that I could never quite get completely out of my life and so frustrated by it because of fasting and prayers and working with bishops and stick presidents and it just never seemed to quite go away and then I find Maurice's program and it's not that Maurice's program was a magical cure but what I felt was that all of those years of praying was in preparation for me to work with life-changing services and the men I work with. Mm. That I had to go through my 12 years, if you will, with the issue of blood to get to where God needs me to be to try and be a man who can facilitate this group. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm, I, I am a life coach. I do take life coach clients. I do meet with my men as a personal warrior trainer, but mostly I'm just the, the facilitator of Sons of Sacrifice, and I feel like I'm doing exactly what God had always intended for me to do at this point in my life. Oh, what a testimony of so many things that you've just said. Like before that, that was like, I just want these listeners out there to notice, is Warren not so articulate and brilliant? Like, that's what I notice every time he talks. I'm like, did you plan that? Because that was like the best finish of this episode. <laughs> no, I, I shoot from the, the hip. It's, <laughs> it's just God's words coming out of my blabbering mouth. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? We did not get Warren to the piece of the podcast that I, that we both, I think would appreciate getting to. And I think the listeners would as well. And it is that piece of just tell us your story. Tell us about, you know, the journey that got you, you know, to this place God's been preparing you for something that you feel like this is one of my calls in life that I'm supposed to arrive and use my gifts for. And we don't have time to do that today, but we are going to reschedule and do another one. Okay. Well, and if, if I may say so, there is a podcast out there where I was interviewed in uh -huh. the podcast, Listen, Learn, and Love. I want to say that my podcast is number 392. And I tell a lot of my story there. But in that one, it was interesting. I wasn't able to get to the second half, which is oh. largely what I gave here is uh, what's, what's happened in the past 15, <laughs> 20 years of my life. But I would be thrilled to come back and talk to your listeners again. So good. And may I recommend Listen, Learn, and Love? That podcast is one of those that I just adore, that I found like, wow, so good. Well, oh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And let's see, Warren, did I already say at the beginning where people can find you? Lifechangingservices.org on the training tab. Go to the coaches page. They'll find you personally. 
they'll find me on the Life Coaches page, but we have our own website. It is www.sonsofsacrifice.org. And we've got pages that describe the program, describe who we are, describe our meetings and probably have six to ten different testimonials of the men describing what their experiences have been in the program. So please visit sonsofsacrifice.org. Excellent. So good. Thanks everybody for being here. I know you're looking to forward to our yeah to the other side of this. And I have a feeling the other side of this will be the first episode and this one will be the second episode. It'll be great. Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.